This podcast is a production of Digital and Creative Media Works. To help support us, head to dcm.works to find links to our other show notes, Patreon, and merch. Hey guys, welcome back to the Alpha Artist Podcast, official podcast of Digital and Creative Media Works. My name is David DCM, Creative Director, Lead Writer, and I'm joined today by a very special co-host, James. Hey, what's going on? I said very special in hindsight. You're on a lot of our shows. I'm not sure why. Yeah. I gave you a lot of credit. The sheen's thing. wearing off a little bit, yeah, I feel like. It's you're no longer the new kid on the block. I'm gonna have to like just disappear for at least twelve months and then come back. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, that's a good idea actually. Fade for a out. Different haircut. Ro- okay, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then maybe change up like your fashion style a bit. So like maybe No, nah, that's golden. We're gonna keep okay. that. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Well we'll workshop this later. Well maybe off air. Um You don't lo- you don't love Mel Streep? Bleeding from the eyes? <laughs> it doesn't streeping while you're sleeping? You don't love this? It doesn't excite me like it used to. But Very what, Stranger Things. I was going to say, but what does excite me like it used to is Stranger Things Season 2, because this week we are talking about the storytelling so of Stranger Things. It's... You and Ben both do this thing where I'll try and make these segues happen, and you both like stop call doing me out stop of, doing these weird segues. You both call me out on so how bad they are, and it's like it's I've just I'm trying to get us to the thing, you know. Maybe get better at segues. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so I wrote a bunch of notes when I was watching the show, and I haven't looked at them since. And they read them. I read them this morning, and the first thing you said was, "I disagree with all of them." Yeah. So this is going to be interesting because large I don't, chunk of these. Yeah, I don't know how much I still agree with having watched the whole show, but one Flimsy of the opinions. This oof. guy. I'll back them up. Don't you worry. I'll, <laughs> okay. I'll get in the corner if I need to. Okay. I just want to find out together if, you know, what we think of the show. Because you're a big horror guy, you know, that <laughs> felt reductive. You're a horror dude, aren't you, James? Tell me more about that. Uh, I like horror stuff, and I know a lot about horror films. Useless, a lot of useless information. Uh-huh. Yep. That was a good summary, actually. And do you... So, you've kind of played in the, the space of... Just like 80s to, you know, like 2000s horror genre stuff, which this is like leaning on for some of the imagery and some of the tone and stuff. So what did you think of the show as a whole, like particularly this season? And because we didn't really we didn't talk about season one when it did happen. So I haven't really got your thoughts on it at any point. Um, I liked it. <laughs> imagine, if, imagine if that's where I ended. Yeah. I'm like, it was good. It's like, and I'm just hey, like, hey, duffer bros. Great stuff. It's like, I just pick up the phone. I'm like, Ben, I need you to come back. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just, I don't really see the correlation to like 80s horror films and stuff. It's well, just yeah, 80s. Uh, yeah, well, only in the just sense that inspired. It, yeah, it leans on some of the imagery. Like you've got your kind of um, Orwellian, weird, you know, like vaginas and walls and stuff that was really popular when people were doing a lot of acid. Um, was it? I Listen, I've been told. The historical okay, record will reflect that. What a HR guy got like dicks hidden on in the art stuff. A lot of, kinda, lot of, yeah. lot of penises snuck, yeah. snuck their way <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, creeped a few of them in there. <laughs> it is it is interesting though how they took um that time period and went, what if we just kinda give it a little bit of flavor, you know, like give it give it more flavor than than maybe it needed in season one, which is why it had that really iconic like feeling to what it you know, he had like the the cool synths and you had the way that they dress and talked and they nailed the time period by kind of turning it up to eleven in, in a lot of it. Um, which I felt worked really well, but then season two, I thought they kind of battled with the nostalgia a little bit less. They kind of put that on the back burner, focusing on the story instead, which I also liked, but I yeah. thought that some of that meant that particularly toward like the middle of this, the, the show. So like when you've got, you've got the setup that something's coming, um, and it's kind of when dots introduced, 
I thought there was this weird, like, middle area where they couldn't decide, like, what the show was about. Like, was it about Will and this thing coming? Was it about, like, the, the, the boys' club and, like, you know, uh, their struggles at school? What Like, there was no real thrust in the middle, I felt. Like, it kind of... I don't know. Like, it, t- to me, it felt like it lost a bit of its track. Yeah, but I just... I don't feel like it needs, like, a singular focus. It can just be this, like, overarching world slash narrative where... There's a bunch of cool things happen. I mean, like, take Game of Thrones, for example. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, where, who am I following? It's all of them. Right. Everything. You've got all your favorites in there. Exactly. Yeah. Which, and, you know, I, I thought that season one, they did that really well with the parallel narratives. And you had, like, I thought Jonathan's was maybe the, the most interesting, but not necessarily the strongest in season one. And then, you know, obviously in season two, you had Hopper become much more of a, like, force of protagonism throughout the show. Mm-hmm. Um, he, like, very quickly, they take Steve and make him one of the most relatable and cool characters, which was, I thought, super important. Because one of the things that season one lacked in a lot of ways was someone for the kids to look up to, you know? Like, s- someone who wasn't A, a sociopathic, like, science person, or B, someone that just didn't really believe the kids. Right. Or, or C, was... was um Winona Ryder, who was really having a hard time of it. So I thought it was cool that they gave us this cool, like, badass, like, Steve, who's, like, a cool, nice older brother. Uh, sure, you know. but did they need that in the... For, like, uh, uh, No, but I, th- I thought it was I thought it was nice that instead of letting Steve sit in the same place he was, they were like, okay, we're going we're gonna to give him room to move in, into, like, yeah, having his own of, Yeah, he grew more as Yeah, he character. actually yeah. changed, and you went, oh, I actually get... You get why uh, in, in season one, you know, people thought he was cool and relatable... Um, and then in season two, you go, oh, he's actually kind of cool and relatable. Like, this guy's awesome. He's not a total douchebag like we kind of thought he might have ended right. up being. Yeah. You know, because obviously- And we feel a little bit bad for him because, like, he likes that chick and she's off just boning down on some she, other she's dude. boning you know down I mean? on the J-Man. Jonathan, Classic. not Jesus. I should have- That sure should have said J-Man. Um, no, I don't know. It, it, it t- To me, there was this element of- When you have that story running, so you've got Jonathan and- I'm going to forget her name. Uh- What's what's the girl's name? That Nancy. Nancy. Yeah. So you've got Jonathan and Nancy's arc where they kind of are going to take down. They're trying to take down the the lab. Kind of. That's their mission, I guess. Right. Um. Versus Steve, who kind of is helping the kids and is sort of playing the role that Jonathan was in season one. I thought that was a nice like parallel there, because you feel like you know in season one in particular, and I don't know if you felt this in this season, but in season one, it was kind of weird that. At the end, when Jonathan helped the, uh, uh, when you know, at the they're in the house and um, Steve helps them fight the creature off. Yeah, it's weird that they like they're not super cool with Steve. Like, it's a weird like ending to that relationship between the three of them. Then we pick it up in season two, and they've kind of just moved the characters apart. I thought it was nice that in this one they just kind of went, no, these are kids. Like, they just get over shit. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You no, know, the kids can still talk to Steve. They're not like you. You, you bloody dated my sister, and I don't want to have anything to do with it. It's like, right. no, kids get over that shit pretty it quick. Did get, it did get the kind of, yeah, at the end of that s- season one, you're kind of like, oh, okay. Hmm. <laughs> All right, then. Like, I guess, what? how are they going to hang out on the playground because of with this weird dynamic now? You know. And then they were together, which I just... Like, it was just odd. It was all very weird. Like, it's, Yeah. But that'll happen when, you know, you get these forces of crazy monsters and shit coming into your life things are going to get stranger you could you could you could say no, no? we no, could not say that didn't like yeah. that one um okay so with season two <laughs> no, well i just wanted to brush that let's under flip the that rug. one upside down the upside down the upside, um, oh, i see into a better thing 
That was not. <laughs> I think that you so made I'm just it... taking taking from your segments yeah, yeah. that you do drawing on the inspiration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've actually made it worse, and you've you've actually kind of carved out some flaws in 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 my methods, and I'm feeling yeah. a little attacked if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um. It's good that you can see the flaws in it now, though. That's good. I mean, uh, I'm not sure that that's true. So, <laughs> season one, uh, you well, the show as a whole uses uh Dungeons and Dragons, so like tabletop role playing games, to frame. And help gather some of the chaos um, into yeah. like a usable thing, which I love that because I don't think that everything needs to be, you know, explicit. Like, it, it does, not everything needs to be covered and explained to you in like such exact detail that you're like, this means this, and this is this thing, and this is exactly how this happened. It would also ruin some of the mystery and like the excitement yeah. of like particularly because you've got these things that like they don't really have rhyme or reason if. One of the characters was to be like, well, you know, when when there's when you, uh, the, the, you know, the, these demogorgons, when there's blood, they they hunt down the blood and then they'll kill you. That's right. like that's way less interesting than than you know how kids would interpret and manage this kind of trauma and the stress, which is they create the analog of you know these Dungeons and Dragons monsters. Yeah, which so is also, they take something that they understand to explain it exactly to understand it, which is like what kids do in situations where they don't have anything that they can use. Yeah, exactly. And that's so that feels so authentic in a way that. Not not to say that other shows don't manage it well, but I think the treatment of kids in that way in this show is why I think it lands so nicely for adults. It's the nostalgia of being a kid and being like, oh, I don't understand this. What am I? How am I going to interpret it? Right. You know, and you layer that on top of the 80s nostalgia and all these other elements, and it's like, what? I was just thinking back to, like, how I would re- relate it to my childhood and, like, the games that I would play... <laughs> And I'm like, oh, how does how do these demons relate to FIFA 95 oh, on Sega? How do I, oh, <laughs> boy, trying to date this girl? How does oh, that relate man, to... This is, this is exactly oh. like Time Crisis on the PS1. <laughs> this is just like that time when Master Chief did it. You know, even oh, though, my God. This know. is a classic Bubsy 3D world situation. Oh, Mario 64, he would have jumped over that Goomba. You know, but, uh, you know, it's, it's nice that... And I played D&D as a kid. I was that fucking kid. And... I just thought it was really cool that they're trying to make, you know, they're making these things that these kids think are cool. They're going, hey, this is actually like an avenue for us to explore these darker, more complex sides of things, right? Like these kids don't necessarily directly address the trauma either. Right. Because it's really, you know, that would be like a hard thing to do. Like even when Will comes back, no one really, they try and like, they don't really talk about it. Like it's kind of like a little bit taboo even within the group. Yeah. Which I kind of th- thought at, like, the beginning of season two, everyone was just sort of like, oh, back to business as usual. Right. And I was like, how is everyone not talking about this at all times? Right. And hey, I'm oh, oh, just doing the dishes. Oh, fuck. You remember um, when, a de- like, a demon from an upside-down universe was in here? Right. Though the only character that truly, like, does that is, is uh, Nancy, who fucking, like, freaks out. I- I'm-, I'm assuming what-, what we don't see of the show is... All of these characters constantly going into bathrooms and crying a lot. Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like that There's is a lot of like therapy trips. Yeah. You know what I mean? The- that's off camera. Well, they take Will to the to the lab uh, with the new guy who's in charge of it, who actually seems like he's trying to help, which I thought was nice. Like he wasn't like a psychopath. Which I thought like while I was watching it, I was like, this guy's fucking up to something. I was like, he's bloody. Yeah. He's, but he's- then he he brought it around at the end. But yeah, yeah I don't know. He, he really earned his place as a character that felt like he was trying to do the right thing, even if he was doing it the wrong way. Yeah. Whereas Hopper was like a guy who kind of just wanted to do the right thing, but was a real bad 
guy doing a lot of stuff. Like, he was, like, he struggled with the same kind of parenting issues we all do, except, you know, Eleven's telepathic, so that kind of threw a spanner in the works. But even yeah. a lot of the time, he didn't deal, like, he dealt with the situations like normal people do who are dads. Like, you know, he, he yelled at her. He yells at her at one point through the door. Right. And you're like, oh, but don't, come on, dog. Like, what are you doing? Like, that's just going to push it further away. And you can see him doing it and being like, oh, this is a bad idea. Yeah. But being unable to stop him because it's like, he fucking, that's such a, that's such a, there's so many real moments in this that I'm like, that, that's so relatable. And like, they've nailed that, that setting. Right. In that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. And these characters feel very like 3D. You know, Hopper's not like the good protagonist who's just like, Yes, well, I'm 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 good, and I'm trying to save the kids, and also I'm a good dad. It's like, no, he's still just a dude. Yeah, you know, he's got a dad bod. He drinks beer every night. Like, you know, he's just a dude. He emotionally manipulates, you know, children. Yeah, he's you know, all of, those classic things. All that, that kind of keeps a prisoner. Yeah, but then it's like where he's kinda... like sitting on the couch, and he's like, oh, if you don't come out here and eat it, I'm gonna eat them all, and I'm gonna get fat. You're gonna have to come. Gonna have to come out here and eat you know, some candy with me. Make my dad bod worse. I will say though, and he, he pulled it off. You know what's nice in cinema is uh, we finally have a, a straight white male who looks relatable. <laughs> Isn't what we got in Hoffa. Uh, that was a comment that someone actually tweeted when I was uh, was reading through some of the Stranger Things Twitter. Someone was excited that there was a straight white male on TV they could relate to. And I just was like, huh, that's where we've reached, huh? Okay. What, that he's shitty? Or that he just like looks like a normal dude and he's kind of shitty. And <laughs> I guess they... they I they, mean, yeah. Yeah. But I'm whoever's like, tweeting that is kind of saying more about themselves. It's saying a lot about whoever's about, tweeting that. It's like, oh, really? Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Not, yeah, not the entire, the well entire history. piece of shit. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah The yeah, entire cool. history of cinema wasn't enough for you? You needed this this one specifically as well? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, but no, I, 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 it's, it's, it's nice to me that those, those moments where you've got the roles being changed. So mm. season one, the guy who runs the lab is like f- a fucking psychopath. Brenner? Uh, yeah, Brenner. Yeah, and is did he die? I can't remember how it, in season one did he die? I can't remember. He he was attacked by, so he was with like two army dudes, and I think they were at the school or maybe they were at the lab. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but uh, the Demogorgon killed the guards, and then you saw it pounce on him. But you don't know if he's a dead one. But in episode seven, the when they go to kill that dude mm-hmm. uh, who used to work there, who used to work at the lab, yep. he said, "Oh, I'll take you to Brenner." Right. And he's like, nah, he's still alive. So, yeah, so he, he might have just been lying. He's I don't still, know. Or he's still kicking around. Yeah. Speaking of which, did you think that they gave Eleven enough to do throughout that whole, like, episode set, The Lost Sister? Yeah, episode? like the, I, I don't want to call it like Evil Eleven arc or whatever it is, but like, yeah, that, that whole sequence. Did you, did you like that? Did you think it was weird that I they thought took it was it? a blemish on an otherwise great series? Well, why? Cause it, because, I, it, because it, the whole episode felt like, the Duffer Brothers were trying to show Netflix that they can do a spin-off series, and it's like I don't give a shit. I just I'm what where who the I don't give a who the fuck are these I don't give a shit about just these. Just record people. a pilot. That's what everyone else does, guys. It's it was so just nothing. I I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. Interesting. It just it yeah. It didn't do anything for me. I don't think that it. I don't think it helped the the overarching story. At all, at least in this season, like yeah. maybe, maybe like later on, they'll like bring that whole group more into the story, which I pray to God they don't. And just make that its own thing, they so was, I don't watch it. Right, and then that'll be good. And there was such there was such caricatures of people. I know, like yeah. that, that that was the thing, right? If they just been like normal street, like if they just been normal fucking criminals, but one of them had like psychic powers, I'd be like, cool. But one right. of them has a crazy mohawk and. 
You know, the other one. Yeah, and, and yeah, it has to be the... The, the other one's the guy from Borderlands with the beard. Like That's it's, such a good point, actually. They all were caricatures. Which is frustrating because yeah. the show has done such a good job of not doing that. Yeah. Like, not doing that. They even fucking Billy, the, the most evil fucking character in this season, is like abused by his fucking step it's it's horrific abuse and you're like yeah, yeah hurt people hurt man that, that makes was, sense that was so good hey that was so fucking yeah, they did that really so well real. they, they, yeah. the treatment of that was so smart exactly and you're like oh okay yeah you got of course, a total of piece course of shit. Like yeah, yeah yeah you know and i thought what was cool is that he he didn't get redemption they they were like they were like this guy like he doesn't get he doesn't get to fix what he's done he we just got to live with this for right which kind of makes it like more real because it's like yeah it's yeah like shitty things happen and sometimes it doesn't it just, pan out it doesn't get resolved yeah and that that's a nice dovetail on this world where you know these kids and, and these people can solve these these world altering problems uh, or the, you know these kind of life-threatening situations but sometimes like shit just still happens though mm. and you look at you know max a, a, as a character and the way that she interacts with billy and the other kids and stuff and it's interesting to me that there's like at some point, they're going to have to address the fact that, like, she'll have, like, what's her response been to the, um, to the, to the, the trauma of, of the home life? And is, is she being abused as well? Like, I'm curious to see if, if, if in the next season they deal with any of that at all. Cause I'd be interested to see the, the- I would say, pr- like, fr- just from what I gathered, mm-hmm. I would assume she doesn't get abused. And that's another reason why Billy is like so fucked off at her all the time, right? Because he's because he cops he the get... brunt of it all the time, and he's responsible for her. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. It's, it, yeah. Yeah, that make, that would make sense. I'm just curious. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's just such an interesting dynamic that they've created in such a realistic you, way. You take something like that that was so well done. Um, you know, explained this entire character in this small scene in like a minute this, and a half. Exactly. So such an and introduction. It was so well done. And then you have the lost sister episode. Which is like, what? What the fuck is it, this even doing? It, it was like an yeah. episode of Shield. Like the, everyone was a caricature, and they were going out. The the one thing I did like was the implication that perhaps Eleven, like the, you know, the, these powers that she's got, perhaps they they can be extended in some way. Because one of my biggest frustrations with season one is you have to take this character who's incredibly powerful, mm-hmm. but right, but she's young and she doesn't really know how to like focus and control these powers she's got. And the trauma she suffered has made that difficult. What they wanted to do is be like, okay, how do we reasonably get her to a point where she can be a real force, like of, of nature, okay. with her powers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that in season three, when this giant whatever is coming comes, the mind flayer, yeah, she she may able may be able to like be 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 in combat with it or do something, right? Because in right. season one, she just kind of picked up a Millennium Falcon and then you know disappeared like shredded a guy with you know got shredded with a mind or whatever right uh held the thing against the wall which was like cool and impressive but how do you then translate that into escalating stakes if there's a thing taking over the world right unless you do like uh the, the death star style solution which is go in the thing and shoot the shoot the one hole it blows it up or whatever yeah which i feel like they probably won't do Right. That well, maybe they probably will. Don't touch the death button. Don't press the. Yeah. Don't go go into the upside down. Find the brain that connects the network and destroy it. That's yeah. probably where they're going. But to to bring eleven as like this force of like actual like damage, it's kind of cool because then you've got like a twelve year old who's like a literal like trauma victim with these crazy fucking powers, and you see that with with David Harbour's character with Hopper. Um, the there's such potential for her to just like go off the chain. 
Yeah. Which I love that they put her on that cliff edge and been like, she might just like, she might get you. She might just Jean Grey it. Yeah. Right now. She, oh yeah, she might go Dark Phoenix. Is. Yeah, oh, dog, that'd be great. That'd be pretty cool. Season three arc for her, like go total psycho. <laughs> she just goes mental. Yeah, I would love that. Um, again though, they would make it make her a caricature. So it's like, it's the balancing yeah. act, right? Um, did you feel like with so so the, the 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 Duffer Brothers? I thought they do a good job of capturing what it's like to be young and in school, like as a kid. I don't know how, but they kind of nail that feeling of of being in school and um. I guess in the 80s, but to an extent, like, there's analogs for how you would do it now. Obviously, like, with cell phones and stuff, kids are, like, much more switched on and tuned into, like, society and all that sort yeah. of stuff. So there's less, it's like... It's, like, way easier to, like, bully and harass constantly. So much easier. And, yeah. Because it's, like, it's everywhere all the time because it's in your pocket. Yeah. So it's I not just... I grew up just... with, like, MSN, and it's, like, that was enough. You know that what was, I mean? That was a and lot now imagine as well. being connected across to every... To all of your classmates across all platforms at all everywhere. time. Everywhere. Ooh! That's and- shitty. And what, what's worse, I think, is... I don't want to, like, do a commentary on society. But yeah. what's worse is that, like, they're all performing for each other at the same time as they're all bullying and harassing each other. So it's this fucking, like, incest of performer and audience, like, interaction. And it's just, like, it, I, would, I would be fucked if I grew up, like, you know, if, if, I was, if I was in, like, grade three or four now. I would be totally fucking ruined because there is no way that you could like survive that and be a sane person yeah like and have empathy and like be actionable on things that you want to change about yourself and there's there's only and no that's not true actually there's one way you can duck that whole thing tell me you just got to be the cool kid who Uh, doesn't even fuck with social media you got to be the off the grid oh yeah yeah man go off the grid kids get off the grid get off the grid they can't harass you you know why grid they're harassing on the grid. Where they're are you? On, not on it. Not on it. Um, what's but what's interesting though is if you think about the way that <laughs> that was very good though. Um, what what's cool to me is that that whole concept of like now bullying is online. You take it back in this show and it's like, I I the the physical like element of bullying and like the way that Billy talks to Max and all of those things. Um, they're. He, he's so indirect with a lot of it. You know, like, it's hard to tell if his dislike for um, the kids is, like, a race thing or because he does pick... That's a good point, actually. It's, yeah, it's, that whole... With him being, like, weird about Lucas. It's... But it's it's interesting. Like, but it's like, is it just because he doesn't want Max to have friends or is it a race thing or is it a nerd thing? And... The, is it... Yeah, is it, like, a controlling thing? The genius of not addressing that means that what you end up with is a bully who feels realistic because, like probably if he's just being abused and that's why he's hurting other people, yeah. he's not going to be walking around dropping N-bombs. Like, you know, he's going to be doing things like that where he's like, don't hang out with these kids. Like, it, it's bad for you. Like, it's it's that kind of same thing that his his uh, uh, trauma inflictors are doing to him, where it's like that manipulation. Right. It's the same okay. thing. So it would be weird if he was like, well, you're, you know, drop dropping the N-word or, or, or being like, don't hang out with him. He's black kind of thing. Instead, right. it's like, well, they're bad for you. I know what's best for you, and you're going to get me in trouble, so just do what I tell you, kind of thing. Yeah. Which I think is is different. Like, that way it's not... I, I don't know. I, I assumed it wasn't a race thing, but I'm curious if that gets touched on at any point, or if it's just too complicated to try and unpack in a show like plus, this. Plus, it's also kind of interesting to to not, you know, explicitly say what it is, because bullying isn't always black and white Mm -hmm. you know it's not like oh yeah i tripped him over one time and like that he beats me up every day yeah it's kind of like i don't know why this dude fucking hates me he just hates me and he just is going out of his way yeah 
to fuck to fuck absolutely. with absolutely yeah and that 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 is how bullies are because you don't know like it could it could be literally nothing you just could be in the wrong place at the wrong time yeah or, they could hate your face yeah or they just decide that you're the one they need to pick on to make themselves feel better like yeah. there's often no rhyme or reason to it mm. and to me that that again is just a testament to like why the show works really well is just that people react like people I talked about this before. Uh, Actually, this was one of Ben's things that he brought up with Batman v Superman. Uh, One of the biggest flaws of that film, aside from a whole bunch of the Zack Snyderisms, other than all of it, yeah, is that people don't really react like people to anything ever. So you know, okay, yeah. A a good example, the easiest example is Clark Kent is he's at his job at the Daily Planet, and um, his boss says write this article about sport, and he doesn't do it, and his boss goes. I told you to do the thing about uh, the sport. And then that's the end of the conversation. Whereas like in real life, that would just like the real yeah. world. Whereas it's like, even Clark doesn't even like defend, like there's no real reaction from him. And then, you know, you go, you go later in the film and you have, um, uh, Bruce Wayne and Alfred having an exchange about, you know, we've got to take down the Superman guy. He's really dangerous, but Alfred doesn't react like a person would. He just kind of goes, you bloody you're too old you're too old for this mate you you gotta you gotta just re- you gotta see relax instead of being like huh that's kind of an interesting point maybe we should discuss this a bit more he just kind of does a kind of a weird deadpan quip and then that's it um whereas this everyone reacts like people to everything all the time even in situations where you're like man it would be great if they didn't you know you've got the one of my favorite goddamn sequences which is um where Steve becomes, like, the fucking badass older brother with the baseball bat and the dope hair and the great coat. Um, and they... It's, it's oddly him. specific. I, he's very... Yeah, those last two, very he's oddly very specific. Cool. I, listen, I dig his look, um, and I think he's, he's got very, very good hair. Um, there is going to be a very... <laughs> use this right now as a baseline to view David's appearance, because gradually you'll it's see... Shift. You, you'll be able to take screenshots from each video from now on. And see his his hair grow out. I'm gonna add another element, yeah. and then also a jacket slowly appearing yeah. for some reason. I'm gonna it's gonna be one thing each week. Yeah, and then by the end of the year, I'll be dressed as Steve from Stranger Things in my everyday life, which I think is a very cool, very good look. But the, there's a great moment where uh, it's it's when he and um, is it uh, is it Dustin the kid with the teeth? Yeah, that's Dustin. Um, yeah, Dustin and him they're walking down the train tracks, and they have like this really this this moment of they have an exchange about girls that could have been sexist in any other show. Like where, you know, Steve could have been like, you know, you bloody, bloody girls, mate, you know, they bloody like it when you treat a mean mate, but he's more, you know, he's more like, listen, it's not, I just do these things and it kind of works for some reason. Yeah. You know, it works for him though, because he's, he's attractive. He's very good looking. Yeah. And like, he's the, he's the bad boy. Yeah. And it's, you can't be a dusted and pull that off. Right. Which they, which they, obvi- they explore. They, they, they do. Firsthand. I, I'm, I'm so excited to see how they treat that in the next season, because what's going to happen is hopefully they'll let Dustin do that for a while and explore the implications of what happens when you're one of us and you do it, which is, it goes very badly. You know, if you're not, if you're not incredibly attractive, you can't treat people poorly because they don't let you get away with literally anything. Right. Um, which I would love for them to actually like dive into a bit more. Because even with Billy, like he, they they play him off as being like pretty attractive. Like he's like a real bad boy, but he's yeah. a, also a bad bloke. But I get a very, uh, I get a very like uh, Lost Boys vibe. Oh very yeah, Kiefer yeah. Sutherland Lost Boys very vibe. Very Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, yeah. Also very um, 
The Outsiders, um, the, the famous Australian book that everyone has fucking read because it was part of like coursework at school, but never read it. No, it was probably before your time. Um, after your time, I knew what I meant. Um, before your time, <laughs> before your time, kid. I'm older than you are. Yeah, I meant, before your time. I meant the other before way around. Before all of our times, the other way around. Um, no, but it's very much got that vibe of being like he looks like a guy who would just like fucking pull a knife on you for no reason. Right. Which does, did they do that in this, or am I thinking of it? Does he pull a knife on someone? I think I might be thinking of it. Oh, does he pull a knife on someone? Because <sighs> I really, I don't, know. I don't think he does. We'll Photoshop in a picture of him holding a knife. I can make that happen. He did do it. Yeah, it's See? pretty easy actually. There you go. That's pretty minimal Photoshop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no. So to to me, like that element of adding um him as like the attractive bad boy is he's a really good foil for Steve because I th- I think there's a temptation there where they could have done what most shows would do is go okay well we need to redeem Steve so what we're gonna do is we're gonna have Steve become a really good guy and, and he's going to treat people right because he's going to learn his lesson from last season. He's He loses Nancy and he's a reformed dude. It's like, no, no, no. Here's a worse guy and Steve's just pretty, you know, Steve's a bit of a better dude, but he hasn't really changed that much. Yeah, he was a he was like big piece of shit in that first season. Oh, huh? big piece of shit. Yeah. Although kind not real kind kind of it was kind of like hit and miss there. It was yeah. Well, his friend was like a massive dick as well. But so was Nancy. Was kind of a piece of shit to him in this season though. I'll say yeah, she was. And I was like yeah, because that's people do that where they're like just dicks for no. And you're like oh I get okay, yeah sure I guess like fine you can just be like they they have that exchange where he's um playing basketball or whatever and they go outside to talk and she's just a real douchebag and I'm like yeah I f- kids are awful aren't they. People are terrible. Like, she's real mean to him. And then, to make it worse, she then sort of... The thing with Jonathan, um... Which, again, he did stalk her in season one, so I'm not sure how comfortable I am with all of that. Yeah, it's kind of of breezed over that one a little bit. They kind of didn't really ever address that. Didn't really want to touch on that too much. Yeah, and then you've got... Oh, how did you guys meet? Oh, well, I was watching it from the bushes, uh, initially. Yeah. Ha- I had a little bit of voyeurism, it's fine. Um, no, no, no men in this season... No, sorry, no male children in this season are, like, fine. Like, a lot of them just right. have, like, they're a little bit 80s sexist, which is, like, yeah, of course. Also, the fact that, like, did... Was one... I don't know if it was intentional if they... they for them to explore the whole, uh... Um... You know, sometimes adults give you advice and it's not good advice. Like Steve telling him to be like, oh, yeah, just treat her like shit and like ignore her and stuff. And then you have Bob being like, yeah, just, you know, I sent face your fears. Tell her to go away. Bob. Oh, can we talk about Bob, though? Because he's. Can, can we talk about Bob? Bob is Bob is the greatest fucking person oh, in this whole show. God. Holy I love shit. Bob. Best fucking role model. I think that you could put in a show like this, and like, I I I, I was gonna do like a, a rant about how 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 great he is. Um, but why don't you tell me how much you like him? Rest in peace, Bob. And Rest in peace. What what was it that you that you liked aside from the fact that he was played by Samwise Gamgee? Um, <laughs> well, other than, other than the fact that it was Sean Astin, um, no, just he was so he was so kind and genuine, and he didn't, you know what I mean? There was no like ulterior motives. He was just this really genuine guy who just had so he just cared for everyone and he gave a shit and just so many aspirational qualities in this one character right he was so great i i think that's an important point though right in 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 a time when every fucking like blockbuster thing is full of 
Tony Stark type people quipping and being cynical and like it's That's refreshing an point. Yeah. Refreshing to see this like earnest character who just really like likes Joyce and really wants to help. And it's not like a malicious guilt thing. He just really wants them to be happy. Yep. And he trusts her when she's like, I just need you to do this. He's like, Alright. Oh, I know, yeah. He okay, like I guess, like I I I love you, so this is what people do. Yeah. Not Oh, his equipment, bloody tell me what it is, or I'm not gonna help you. It's none of that. He just does it, and it's like, and, and oh, I love the fact that they give him. He he do, he goes down the road of the heroic sacrifice, but they don't do it because he makes it out of the heroic sacrifice and then just gets God. So it's not like this classic cliche, you know. It's oh, it's so good and it's yeah. so nice that they put a fucking character in in a piece of media who just gives so many shits because I'm yeah. tired of watching. A sad Superman and a fucking a, a twenty-five Tony Starks wearing different colored outfits in Marvel right. films. Yeah, like it's just fucking refreshing for a guy to come in and be like, "I care about these people. I love this kid, and I love this person." The way that they did it, it wasn't this like cliche. It wasn't silly. It wasn't even pathetic. It was just he was just a just a genuinely kind wholesome dude yeah and man just loved by everyone twitter because i was watching it like the weekend that it came out twitter was fucking blowing up with people being like how you gonna do bob like that they did bob dirty they did bob dirty but you know what man it would be hard to keep him around again because he's such a good character you would just want to see him on screen all the time every episode you'd be like i don't want to just put him in every scene yeah put him on the bus with 11 very much looking forward to the bob only spin-off series (sighs) It's not even Stranger. It's just about Bob's it's life. Just Bob. Just Bob. I gotta say, though, he, he did that Working one thing. Working at the tech, tech store. Just Bob. Just Bob. Love it. Going home, doing puzzles, you know? <laughs> it's doing like a 5,000 yeah. piece puzzle set. I gotta uh, say, one thing that I thought was interesting, they touched on, uh, without making it like a... I don't know. They, they there, was an, there was an opportunity for them to ruin it, which is where uh, you have... Joyce and Bob, I think they're having lunch or something, and or they're yeah, I think they're getting lunch, and they're having a conversation about like Bob is just really glad that like they're together because he really likes her, and it's really nice and wholesome. And he th- there's a moment where he says something about like you know high school was really hard for him, he got bullied a lot, and like he just really wants to help support Will because he knows that it's really hard when you're yeah. in that situation, and like and he goes you know as hard as it was for me, look at me now, I'm dating Joyce Byers kind of thing, and it was this just a really nice moment, but they there was like this almost I I was like braced ready for them to ruin it by him being like fuck the the guy who got out of high school was a real douche, but he they didn't they didn't go down that route yeah of like the spiteful nerd you know exactly. what I mean exactly Ex- yes because they could have they could have done it, it and so they didn't nice. they didn't tarnish Bob oh Bob is so wholesome. Do you oh, do you think they lovely. used Mike enough in this season? What because he kind of he kind of stepped away from the being the kind of main spotlight protagonist uh, in this season a little bit. He was sort of more of a uh, I mean he you know he had his time in season one. Yeah, he that's was true. really he was he was the leader in season one, mm-hmm. so it was kind of I didn't honestly didn't miss him. Yeah, didn't, didn't miss Mike at all. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I mean it just with all of the other characters that they were exploring and, mm-hmm. and everything that was going on. Yeah. yeah like, I think Mike was kind of like, let's be honest, mm-hmm. bit of a bit of a whiny cunt in this season. He, a little bit. He did a lot of when Yeah. yeah oh, Eleven's not here. It's like, yeah, dog. Like, we uh, know, dog. Oh, Jesus. But it's like, also, your friend did get got by a terrible yeah, horrible Yeah, and you aliens. seem to be a little less cut up about that. 
and more so hung up on this, the, like, yeah. You can't, it's like, I get you it, can't, you love her and stuff. But you want to kiss on her, it's like, you're not really upset that she's yeah. dead, you know. Um, which, I yeah, that, this might be, like, a good, like, tie-in to wrap this whole thing in a neat little package. Um, mm-hmm. The introduction of Max as a character, I thought it was great. She was, she's one of my favorite characters, just because I knew, like, I know so many people like that, who are just, like... They don't really. They, they kind of skate around. They don't really give a shit. But they Rated also, video games. They love always arcades. getting the high scores. Yeah, and they just really love science, which I thought was like really cool. Um, she was like also a bit complex and interesting, which was nice. One of the things that um was that I wrote down that I not sure if I agree with. Um, but I wrote it at the time because there was a scene where um it was actually just after uh just after Mike like has his hissy fit where he's like. She's not in the group. She's not in the party. What do you guys? That's not. That's not how it goes. Like eleven. She's coming back, mate. Don't you worry about that. And then he storms off, or whatever. And it wasn't until after the scene where they're in the um, Mike and uh, Max are in the the gymnasium. Right. And they have that really like genuine exchange where she's like, "Why do you hate me? What the fuck, dude?" And he's like, "It's complicated. I can't tell you." She's like, "No, really. What? Like this is ridiculous. Like I'm just trying to." be part of the group and you're being a real dick and they kind of get along and they have like a you know they they endear themselves to each other in a nice way and i was ready before that to be like oh it's weirdly sexist that mike thinks that they can only have one girl in the group but after that i was like oh no he just went through a horrific trauma a horrific trauma where you know yeah. the girl that he was friends with got murderized by horrible demon creatures and he's maybe exactly a bit upset and you can about kinda, yeah you can see like he's up he's like if i can't have 11 then no one gets to have any ladies in the group. Right. Which, this was something that I, I really like, is that, and I think it was on Harmontown, I can't remember, but this idea that now when, you know, you're talking about this this progressive way of, of thinking, it's harder for a lot of people that grew up with that. So that, that ability to react to being, like, in, in this case, most people don't have their potential girlfriend murdered, but, like... You know, with the rejection cycle where it's like you get broken up with with someone that you really had an affection for, you you no longer react with like, oh, what a bitch, like all these, you know, these sexists. You can kind of delve into this, that people used to delve into this realm of sexism, which was a good shield against that. And this show did a good job of saying, like exploring, well, how do you like get around, like how do you work through that to actually become useful to society again, instead of just like sitting in that well of being like, women are bitches and it's they're all the worst like i i don't know i just like that they actually dealt with that right because that's something that we don't necessarily get talked to about enough in media um particularly because this is a show targeted at millennials who are kind of in between the two groups where it's like the older kind of generation above who still have elements of that ability to react to stuff with sexism versus like the kids now who just don't give a shit about anything because they've grown up with this i don't know they they just they're cool with everyone yeah they bully because they bully each other all the time it's not like about your sex or your race or your gender it's just you can be mean to anyone all the time because you've got a smartphone you know but i don't know i just i I like the negative way of looking at things i'm just stressed about the future man (laughs) um yeah no but you know do do you know what i mean about that idea of like yeah they, they they dealt with that retreating into that well of sexism i thought pretty well i mean i i just saw it as you know, he was like he was pissy that he couldn't he couldn't have his lady friend. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's true. He was just a little bit stroppy that she got murdered in front of him. Which again, that's gonna, that's gonna happen. It's gonna, you're gonna get pissed about that. Listen, when you when she's got psionic powers and there's demons coming out of vaginas, it's gonna happen. Um, hey, hey predictions for season three. Okay, 
Well, okay. Can I do we do predictions or things we just want to see? Because mine, mine kind of the different bed diagrams. Well, you can hey slot them in there because one, I think Hopper got sprayed in the face by that like butthole looking thing. Bad, in, in bad the vines. stuff coming. And in season one, there was the tree that had like the pipe down uh, Will's throat, and then later he coughs up a slug, which was like maybe dart. Um, but now you've got Hopper because there was a scene where he's like in a locker room later and he's coughing and he like doesn't look okay he doesn't look well so i'm thinking maybe he's got some demodog babies in him something come you know what i want to see is not more demogorgon dogs i want to see something different because they did the aliens solution to the problem of how do we escalate stakes by being like what's scarier than one alien 50 like yeah but maybe just but what's scarier than 50 aliens big one the size of a big smoke building big smoke man like it just, I wanted them to maybe, I don't know, give us something a little different. That was the only disappointment was I was like, they didn't, they didn't really like advance the kind of monster because they, they could have done like so many other things that weren't just more dogs. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but then it would have gotten into like this stupid fucking territory of like, ah, the Demobats, they're in the sky Right, and again. then it, yeah, it's like a fucking, um, yeah. yeah, it's like Contra where there's like 50 different types of baddies. Um, I think... That the thing that like came out of Will, mm-hmm. that's just out in the world now. Oh, it's just banging about. So that thing's probably going to come back. Maybe that's what the spinoff series will fight. I hope there isn't a spinoff series. <laughs> I hope there isn't. Um, okay, you so know they're going to do it. It's going to because they introduced them at the beginning of this season, and then they did a whole fucking episode about them. There's no way that we like don't see those that whole group ever again. You know what they should have done? Fuck, I'm just thinking about this now. Is this should, that should have been, like, a stinger after the show was over, was you get to see this, like, instead of starting the show with it, just put that at the fucking end, so we go, oh, this world is bigger than we thought, and never address it again. That would have been fine. No, like, that would have been fine. Because then... Just let the fan theories run well, wild. Well, because then, then it gauges the interest in that spinoff without having to, like, jam it into a whole fucking episode. I don't know, yeah. they just could have... Or just done it at the start and fucking walked away from it and been like, yeah, dog, there were more... She, she was the 11th, remember? Because that was what they were trying to say, right? They were like... yeah. Guys, eleven. There's more. There's more of them. Which I'm like, cool, but don't. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Anyway, no. What I want to see, it's just go. I had like a moment where my brain. It's was... also you can't just skip that episode because it's got some important <sighs> shit in it. And like you learn a lot about like eleven, and it's just yeah, yeah it's frustrating. Um, it's just bad. Why didn't they just have eleven go and do that on her own? Like just go on a go car try and kill the. I, anyway, but <laughs> it's frus- <laughs> so it's so frustrating. Um, so I want to see eleven confront. Um, her father in some way. I don't want her to like kill him, but I want Brenner. To... Yeah, well, because he's still is out Brenner there. a dad? He's just a scientist. I thought he was. She calls him Papa. Well, it wasn't. Yeah, well, that's I if was... he's still alive. He probably. Well, is. I was. Pr- I'm pretty sure that he is her dad because um, that because when he when she visits her mother, she learns that that he took her away when when she was born because Brenner was part. Oh, maybe maybe not though, because maybe Brenner was just the guy from the. Okay, yeah, no, I got confused. I've heard some theories that Mama isn't her mom. Huh, that could be interesting. Yeah, I I might like that actually. I don't know. I I thought the mother stuff was interesting, but maybe a little unnecessary because we already had Hopper as the dad. So I don't know. It felt it felt like they were trying to pedal too much, like tread water a little too much with Eleven to find out how they could get Brenner back into the into yeah. the show. But um, mainly, mainly it was really to plant that seed. For the for the for the blatant spin-off. spin-off series. I pray to God it's a spin-off and it's not just part of the next season. Is there a reason why she can't do her closing eyes thing uh, uh you know, the TV static and find Brenner? 
Because that would just be like an easy. That could have. That would have solved all that. Yeah. It's, Maybe she also, could build a big dome. And then she goes into it. Yeah, it's sort of white she, on the inside, maybe. It's, yeah, with a chair. And, she put, and a little hat. And the hat has an X on it, on <laughs> top of it, maybe. <laughs> maybe she can just think real hard and find it. She might have to shave her head, though, again. To use she it. can, like, maybe smell one of his shirts or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, she has to get a, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, sort of a psychic sniffer dog situation. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just curious, like, what the limits of that power are. Is it just because she has, like, a strong affection for Mike that she can find him? Why, why isn't she using that power all the fucking time to solve problems? Again, I know that like that's a question that. Well, would I mean, be a- this whole it's she's her powers are growing. They're getting right. They're getting bigger. They're getting stronger. No, I understand. I don't that. think we've seen like the full, you know, the f- full whack of them. Yeah, we no, haven't seen that's, the full. The that's full whack fair. Of them. What I'm saying is maybe in season three, I'd like to see them maybe address what the what the issue there is because there must be a reason that she's not doing it all the time. But and is it because it's making her tired because she fucking moved a train? I don't know. I'm just. When's that gonna take its toll? Actually, because every time she does something. Blood comes out of her I'm, nose. I'm guessing it's going to be a situation where there's some like serious long term health ramifications. Yeah, that really fuck her up. Like she's going to have like a brain hemorrhage or something. Like it's just she'll just drop dead one day. Um, or maybe it's the more you do it, like that could be pretty cool actually. Like in a scene where like she's fighting off like some big thing, and then she just fucking like passes out, and then they've got to like scoop her up and like get the fuck out of there. What What I'm thinking is the case is every time that they use their powers, they bring the 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 pathway to the upside down more like further open that might be how, how it Ooh. works because then you've got the situation where to, to kill the to kill the evil oh. you're actually advanced you're making it stronger oh that's good which is i'm thinking where they're going that's so, interesting so then how do you solve it with these people with powers if they're making it worse pop like, your own head yeah mm. kill yourself that's how you do <laughs> um, it no so I, i'd like to see them explore that a bit more um yeah. I, I really that's desperately good. want uh, more of like Max just doing her stuff because I thought she was a really cool character. Um, I'd love Steve to grab another baseball bat and do some more great Steve stuff. Put some more nails and stuff. Yeah. Fuck some shit up. Maybe wear some different jackets. I'm not sure. Haven't Maybe really Billy it. comes in the mix next season uh-huh. and starts being a bit of a dick. I mean, that's not going to happen. I but wouldn't mind if yeah. this was like a sort of a team up situation where uh, this could be kind of fun though, where you've kind of got the older kids. You've got like Jonathan, Nancy, and. Um, Billy and maybe they're kind of the rough and tumble like exterminator types and then you've got the kids who are sort of banging about doing their stuff and maybe Hopper's like kind of the, the leader of the <laughs> I just like the idea that they've formed this weird like team you've been watching too okay and this and this speaks to like what's happening in media right now there's too much superhero shit going yeah on. it's everywhere because you're forming a superhero I'm like, team I'm like I'm avenging together to solve <laughs> this really problem are, yeah no I just I don't know yeah it's I, the, the, the next trailer will be co- come together we'll play in the background yeah um, and then <laughs> and then halfway through it'll change why do they all have why do they all have fucking leotards now <laughs> why are they wearing masks why is the immigrant song playing um but no it's it's just I, I would love Love uh, to see a bit more of that. That's all. I just I just really love the dynamics they've created. They've got these 3D characters, and I want them to be thrown at more problems and to see some more interesting outcomes. I think the worst thing they could do is have this smoke creature take over the world and then kind of remove. Well, that's its whole. That's its whole get up. Well, only insofar as they could do a season where it's the world's ending and they have to like survive in like a ragtag apocalypse type thing. I much prefer. Also dealing with real problems at the same time. I think that's 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 where this show finds its like balance and its feet is in the high school problems conflicting with, you know So you don't want it to expand outside of uh I mean they could right they they could go 
they could go like scope wise bigger than Hawkins, but mm-hmm. I just think as far as like removing any of the real world problems, like you know Hopper trying to be a dad and being real bad at it a lot of the time. Oh yeah, keeping it grounded. Yeah, but yeah. My, my biggest fear is they go okay, well all that stuff doesn't matter anymore because Smoke Monster's taken over. Right, like I some still... big crack opens up in the ground, and a built in a building in the city starts falling in. Yeah, and they go yeah, like yeah, I, I get what you mean. I still want Hopper to like eat shitty dinner and drink shitty beer and be a shitty dad. I still want right. Steve to like kind of be a good guy but also kind of a douche sometimes like i still want all that um and but, still keep the hair and still keep the jacket yeah mainly the steve thing um <laughs> but as always it's that time of the week do you, do you have any recommendations what have you been checking out anything oh be, what have i been chowing down on recently yeah um what have you been stuffing in that that gullet of yours you i know, mean just media gullet man just streaming a lot yep uh podcasting with with this dickhead that's rude um, that's rude but sure t- t- TBA to be to be announced to be announced. We're cooking on it. It's working. Uh things to recommend. Yeah, I anything, mean anything that the perennial seller. Yeah, by uh, Ryan Holiday is a mm-hmm. book I'm reading at the moment. If yep. you're into, if you're an artist mm-hmm. who is all about making really good stuff and also kind of like how to sell it, right? You know, that's like nine art, tenth- with, art with purpose. Because that's not nine tenths of what art has to be now. Yeah, because you can't just do it and make money anymore. You have to be. You have to whole package yeah and you um, kind of have to think of like who is this for it touches on a lot of stuff like yeah, that yeah. instead of just mindlessly and selfishly creating which um things if if you no audience. if you listen to the show you're probably in the demographic of people that that tend to be interested in that sort of thing because the show is called fucking art for artists yeah it's it's you know that's one of the things we talk about a lot is like how do you make art that, that has a reason instead of just doing it um so that's good that's worth a read excellent uh, I think I'm trying to think. Like I, did, I normally write down my recommendations, but I've been so fucking busy this week. Um, I've been I've been playing Assassin's Creed Origins and loving it. The best part of that game is just walking around Egypt. It's such a good looking game. Like it's so beautiful. And then you get to do a lot of very good murder. So it's very good. Nice. Um, it's just The Witcher Three, but with sand and sandals, and that's a very good thing. <laughs> um, I fucking love that video game. Uh, the other thing that I've been doing is I've been watching um some live stream. Uh, Colby House is live streaming Wolfenstein two the 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 new one um and that's been a real treat because that game watching him play that game is like a delight because uh he really likes like german stuff and watching him kill nazis is is fucking delightful nice um that's a very great video game as well which i've also yeah i i would recommend two streamers mm-hmm. man versus game yep. and wet for jesus which by the way we've talked about this on stream before wet for jesus is maybe the greatest handle there's ever been willing to say it's it. good stuff it's he's the singer good. of uh I don't know if you've heard of the band Closure in, Closure in Moscow, but he's the lead singer for that band. Mm. Uh, and he also streams. There you go. Now, Ben normally does the bit of the show where, where he tells the audience where people can find us. Facebook. You've, you know how it goes, do you? You've watched the show at least yep. once. Okay. Uh, Facebook is DCM Works Social. Twitter. At uh, DCM underscore works. YouTube. Uh, youtube.com slash dcmworks uh, and also for those of you not in the know those of you who are audio listeners james and i have a series that's just gotten started called hat boys where we delve into the 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 psychotropic depths of mario odyssey and see what we can become yeah it shit is buck wild it's a journey it is it is it's stargate meets what what would you cross it with um i would say stargate meets mario 64 if i had to pick and also meets Yep. Hauntings. Every hat's haunted. Spoiler. Every hat's a ghost hat. Um, 
it's it's very good and very fun and i'm having a lot of fun editing those so make sure that uh if you do want to see that it's just on the youtube channel uh our patreon uh closing date for the free t-shirts is closed it's over you missed it you idiot um now where are you cold naked (laughs) yeah got nothing on your top half do you um the instructions are going up next week um there's there was a there was a snafu with um how i'd set it up so i have to go back and change some things um so if you are a patron who's uh pledging more than six dollars a month you will get the instructions next week sent to your patreon account like in, in a message so make sure you check that um and then you just pick the shirt there's a process you go through and then that'll come sometime in the next month um they've said before christmas but we'll see what happens um so make sure you, you, you do that. There's two designs up. If you want to see those and you're not a Patreon, but you're like, dang it, I wish I was, uh, you can go to, to patreon.com slash DCMworks. The public post is there. You can see the sweet teas that you've missed out on. Uh, so make sure if you do want those, you, you jump on that that uh, that pledge and you'll get access are you doing to the more, next band. Are next you doing band. more shirts? For like, is there going to be like another yeah. Patreon thing? Yeah, is yeah. it each month or um, when is it? I'm thinking each six months just because of the time it takes to figure out the okay. designs and stuff. But yeah, there'll be there'll be more rounds. We on missed it. it. You missed yeah. Christmas this year. Could have been exactly. rocking a DCM shirt, but, but you sp- missed it. Speaking of which, we've also got the Art for Artist pillow coming out soon with the new logo, which will be soon. But for now, you can go and grab this bad boy, this bad bad mama jamma pillow, the DCM Works pillow, uh, at uh, redbubble.com uh, slash people slash DCM Works. Uh, it's very nice and very good, comfortable, um, soft, smooth, so- like butter, and also delightful in the salmon color. If you're gonna buy, it's it's just I love the pink. Um, so make sure you pick that up. I if said you- it before. I'll say it again. Yeah. If you're gonna do any color, why not salmon? Why not? Uh, it's actually, I've, it's 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 actually light coral. If you must know, according well, to well, you fucked me but, then. Yeah, I already said it was salmon. Sorry. it's not light coral. It's salmon. So it is. Well, okay, that's really not up to you to decide. Uh, but as always, I'm at DCM. I hate pie. I'm at my pixel persona, and we, well, Ben and I, maybe James, maybe not. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye now. See you later. Still going, huh? <laughs> it was probably a song that reminded me of it, or I'd done an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. Writing is definitely an isolating thing. From an yeah. outside perspective, that's weird as It makes fun. us look really um, mental. But that is because of what it kind of said about art. I did. I that had fun in bits. There were fun bits. We, went and, we went and bought a value pack of straps. Oh my god, we did. There is a big lesson here to learn about storytelling. Hey, it's me. It's me. Is this helping? Yeah, no. So, fuck, dude, you don't have no idea how much this whole thing. Okay.